0: Hi there, this is James Eek, and you're listening to Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 75. Treasure, love, reward, approval, honor, status, freedom, survival. These are some of the many things we associate with the hero's journey. We don't find the meaning of the hero's journey in slaying the dragon or saving the princess. These are metaphors and symbols for a more significant purpose. Battling inner and outer demons, confronting bullies and courting your ultimate mate, symbolize a passage through the often treacherous tunnel of self-discovery and individualization to mature adulthood. At the end of each journey, if there is such an end, you're different. Sometimes visually, but always internally. Let's explore the meaning of the hero's journey and see how it applies to psychological development and your ability to to actualize more of your potential. Joseph Campbell was a curious mythologist. In the field of comparative mythology, most scholars invested their time exploring how one culture's myths are different than another. Instead of focusing on the many differences between cultural myths and religious stories, however, Campbell looked at the similarities, and his studies resulted in what's called the monomyth. The monomyth is a universal story structure. It's a kind of story template that takes a character through a sequence of stages. The main character in the monomyth is the hero. The hero isn't a person, but an archetype. A set of universal images combined with specific patterns of behavior. Think of a protagonist from your favorite film. He or she represents the hero. The storyline of the film enacted the hero's journey. The hero archetype resides in the psyche of every individual, which is one of the primary reasons we love hearing and watching stories. Campbell began identifying patterns of this monomyth. Over and over again, he was amazed to find this structure in the cultures he studied. He saw the same sequences in many religions, including the stories of Buddha, Moses, and Jesus. Today, we speak of myth, and we refer to something that's commonly believed but untrue. Myth for people like Campbell and Young, however, had a much deeper meaning. Myths for them represent dreams of the collective psyche, that is, in understanding the symbolic meaning of a myth, you come to know the psychological undercurrent, including hidden motivations, tensions, and desires of the people. And because the hero's journey represents a monomyth that we can observe in most, if not all, cultures, it represents a process that is relevant to the entire human family. So what is this process? It's the process of personal transformation from an innocent child into a mature adult. The child is born into a set of rules and beliefs of a group of people. And through the child's heroic efforts, he must break free from these conventions, transcend them to discover him or herself. And in the process, the individual returns to his or her soul. If we think of the hero's journey as a roadmap for self-development, we can hold a lot of it can hold a lot of value for us. It begins to break down with the following structure and sequence for the hero's journey. Stage one is the departure. Campbell called the initial stage departure or the call to adventure. The hero departs from the world he knows. Luke Skywalker leaves his home planet to join Obi-Wan to save the princess. Neo gets unplugged from the Matrix with the help of Morpheus and his crew. In the departure stage, we leave the safety of the world we know and enter the unknown. Campbell writes of this stage in The Hero with a Thousand Faces. The first step of the the mythological journey, which we have designated the call to adventure, signifies that destiny has summoned the hero and transferred his spiritual center of gravity from within the pale of his society to a zone of unknown. Stage 2. Initiation. Now the hero must face a series of trials and tribulations. The hero's journey isn't safe. The hero is tested in battle, skill, and conflict. The hero may not succeed in each action, but must press on. The hero will meet allies, enemies, and mentors with supernatural aid throughout the initiation stage. Stage 3. Return Having endured the trials and hardships of the adventure, the hero returns home. But the hero is no longer the same, An internal transformation has taken place through the maturation process of the experience. Luke is now a Jedi and has come to peace with his past. Neo embraces his destiny and liberates himself from the conventions of the Matrix. In Three Uses of a Knife, famed playwright David Mamet suggests a similar three-act structure for plays and dramas. Act one: The Thesis... The drama presents life as it is for the protagonist, the ordinary world. Act 2, Antithesis, the protagonist facing opposing forces that send him into an upheaval or disharmony. Act 3, Synthesis, the protagonist attempts to integrate the old life with the new one. Campbell didn't just outline three stages of the monomyth. In The Hero of a Thousand Faces, he deconstructs every step along the journey. Step one is the ordinary world. Before a, hero, a would-be hero can enter the special world, he must first live in the ordinary world. The ordinary world is different for each of us. It re- represents our norms, our customs, condition, beliefs, and behaviors. In The Hobbit, the ordinary world is a shire where Bilbo Baggins lives with all the other hobbits, Gardening, eating, and celebrating and living a simple life. Step two, the call to adventure. This marks a transition from the ordinary world to the special world. The hero is introduced to his quest of great consequence. Fear of change as well as death, however, often lead the hero to refuse the call to adventure. The ordinary world represents our comfort zone. The special world signifies the unknown. And the hero resists change initially, but is ultimately forced to make a critical decision. Embark on the adventure or forever remain in the ordinary world with its illusion of security. Step three, cross the first threshold. In one sense, this is the point of no return. Once the hero shoots across the unstable suspension bridge, it bursts into flames. There's no turning back at least not the way in which he came. The first threshold marks a major decision. I'm going to transform my physical health. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to realize my true nature. This first breakthrough is a feat within itself. However, it is but the first of many turning points. Step four, trials, friends, and foes. Along the hero's journey, the main character encounters many obstacles. Some people may try to stop you along your quest, possibly saying you're unreasonable or unrealistic. These dream stoppers are often cleverly masked as friends and family who appear to have positive intentions, but hinder your development nonetheless. Your ability to identify obstructions on your path and align with supporters along your adventure is critical to your mission success. Because few people complete their hero's journey to mature adulthood, most people will will unconsciously attempt to sabotage yours. Step 5. Magical Mentor or the Mentor with Supernatural Aid Generally, at an early stage of the adventure, the hero is graced by the presence of a wise sage, personified in stories as a magical counselor, a reclusive hermit, or a wise leader. The mentor's role is to help guide you. Think of Obi-Wan, Yoda, Gandalf, Morpheus, or Dumbledore. Sometimes cloaked in mystery and secret language, a mentor manifests when the hero is ready. But our modern world is depleted of wise elders or shamans who can effectively bless the younger generation. Step six, Dragon's Lair. The next significant threshold is often more treacherous than the first. Entering the villain's castle or the evil billionaire's mansion, this second major decision usually puts the hero at significant physical and psychological risk. Step 7. The Moment of Despair No worthwhile adventure is easy. There are many perils on the path to growth, discovery, and self-realization. A major obstacle confronts the hero, and the future begins to look dim. A trap, a mental imprisonment, or imminent defeat on the battlefield. It seems like the adventure will come to a sad conclusion, as all hope appears lost. But hope remains, and it is in these moments of despair when the hero must access a hidden part of himself. One more micron of energy strength, faith, or creativity to find his way out of the belly of the beast. The hero must call on an inner power he doesn't know he possesses. Step eight, the ultimate treasure. Having defeated the enemy and slayed the dragon, the hero receives the prize. Pulling the metaphorical sword from the stone, the hero achieves the objective he set out to compete. Whether the reward is monetary physical, romantic, or spiritual, the hero transforms. And often the prize the hero initially sought becomes secondary as a result of the personal transformation he undergoes. The real change is always internal. Step nine, homeward bound. Alas, the adventure isn't over yet. Now the hero must return to the world from which he came with the sacred elixir. Challenges still lie ahead in the form of villains, roadblocks, and inner demons. The hero must deal with whatever issues were left unresolved at this stage of the journey. Taking moral inventory, examining the shadow, and performing constant self-inquiry helps the hero identify weaknesses that will later play against him. Step 10. Rebirth and the champion's return. Before returning home, before the adventure is over, there's often one more unsuspected, unforeseen ordeal. This final threshold, which may be more difficult than the prior moment of despair, it provides one last test to solidify the growth of the hero. In this final stage, the hero can become master of both worlds with the freedom to live and grow, impacting all of humanity. Returning with the prize, the hero's experience of reality is different. He's no longer an innocent child or adolescent seeking excitement or adventure. Comfortable in his own skin, he's evolved and is now capable of handling demands and challenges. One challenge our society faces is that many popular film franchises produce movies that never complete the hero's journey. Many popular characters in action films never transform. These characters stay in the adolescent stage of development. They don't evolve into the warm, vulnerable, generative adults that no longer seek adventure and excitement. You see, the hero archetype isn't about alignment with mature adulthood. It's a byproduct of adolescence. The archetypes of adulthood are different, but to access them, We must complete the hero's journey first. Where are you on your own hero's journey? More importantly, do you see how these steps are unfolding in your life? Although each of our tales is unique, they do have common threads. Elements of this universal structure that we all share. And if you return from the moment of despair from inside the dragon's lair without the reward or lesson, you will undoubtedly be presented with a similar adventure, repeated ad infinitum, until either the lesson is learned or you give up. If we become more conscious, the journey transitions to an emphasis on internal growth that leads to transformation compelling stories in real life come down to one thing problems the protagonist faces a problem and tries to overcome it problems represent the essence of drama and the key to good storytelling without problems without troubles and tensions there's no story and nothing to engage us the hero must face his problems surmount his fears resolve his tensions or fail The same is true for our development. Without problems and tensions, there can be no growth. Psychological development is the process of overcoming setbacks, limitations, and conditioned behavior to reach maturity. Few people ever fully embrace the hero's journey. A psychological odyssey that leads the individual to wholeness. Because of our fear of the unknown, many of us refuse the call to adventure. We delay our journey in many ways. We put important things aside, procrastinate, just distract ourselves with social media and other people's lives, make excuses, become lazy. But something brews inside of us and internal tension builds. It may be small at first, but it grows stronger in the darkness. Tensions are those opposing forces at play within us. This internal conflict creates disharmony. Humans don't like disharmony. And so these internal tensions can catapult us out of the familiar. The feeling of discord leads to action and ultimately some resolution. Maybe you're currently embracing your own hero's journey. Or perhaps you've been refusing the call. It matters not. What matters is what you do today, right now. This was from the article, How to Use the Hero's Journey for Personal Development by Scott Jeffrey. Um, I think that this process, this hero's journey, is really fundamentally important to understand as a martial artist and as someone who wants to get the most from their training in their life. The process of training in the martial arts is very much the same as the hero's journey. Think about how many people you know who tell you that they would like to train, but come up with every excuse in the book why they don't or they won't. Think about all the people who have fallen along the way. Think of your own life and your own training in the hills and valleys that have been forced ...on you to deal with over time and time again, all this time that you've been training. Sure, you can just show up. You can just train and turn off your brain or act like the same person you were before you started. Or you can try to be better, to become better. The archetype of the hero's journey is an important one for us to understand because as in any hero's journey that you know of, the hero will often fall flat on what they're trying to do at least. They're gonna be thwarted. They'll be their own worst enemy. They'll suffer. But the thing to remember is that if they remain open, dedicated, the calm in the storm, in the end, they're gonna prevail. You will prevail. Of course, this pro- the whole process, for that matter, takes a lot of honesty. It takes a lot of commitment and it takes a whole lot of work. More than most are willing to give. You have to hold up a mirror, not to the face you walk around with that everyone sees, but a mirror that shows you your own flaws, your own weaknesses, your own shadow, your own darkness, And you have to be honest with what you see looking back and you have to love and accept all of that and acknowledge that all of these different parts are just aspects of you. You can run from them or you can do the work necessary to integrate them and learn how to give them all what they need to help fuel you to become better than you have ever been let's face it, none of this is easy. Learning jujitsu and sticking to it is not easy. Learning any martial art and doing the work of it is not easy. Getting up early every morning to meditate and then hitting the gym, it's not easy. All of this process, though, makes your life better. And have no doubt that you need to invest the time and effort to look at everything in terms of your training or else you will wish you had. Not looking inward and how you tick is just as bad as working only your biceps when you go to the gym. You may get gains in one area, but if something else is a weakness, well, that weakness could well be the one place that will be tested and likely fail if you don't deal with it. So, how is your hero's journey going? Are you passing the tests? Are you losing and just walking away? Or are you soldiering on and becoming better as a result of the process? Be honest with yourself. Work hard. Do the work. Pass or fail, but keep your head up and moving forward. That's it. That's the secret to being a hero. And being on a hero's journey. So, with that said, let's go on to the question of the week. I was listening to another podcast and the person said that you should eat fruit sparingly because it's sugar. (laughs) What are your thoughts? Well, I'm not a nutritionist (laughs) or a dietitian, But... I'll tell it to you straight. Anyone who tells you not to eat fruit is out to lunch. Fruit is important to us as human beings, just like vegetables are. And the last time I looked, we are not alligators and we're not tigers. (laughs) We are humans. We're primates. We need food from a lot of sources and fruit is a main place you have to get it from. Here in Canada, we have this thing we call the Canada Food Guide. In a nutshell, it says basically, have plenty of fruits and vegetables, eat protein foods, make water your drink of choice, and choose whole grain foods. Pretty simple. That's it. That's a pretty good diet to follow. If someone is telling you not to eat an orange or a banana, it's likely because of the latest fad diet that, quite frankly, is full of BS. And it's not based on facts. So there you go. You can find the Canada Food Guide online. Just Google it. I think it's a pretty straightforward thing based on science. And I go with science over fads or anything else any day thank you. And you can quote me on that. (laughs) Don't eat fruit. Good Lord. Anyways, that was a good question. Thanks for sending it in. But come on, man, get fruit in you. Eat lots of it. It's going to make you have a healthy life and your body's going to love you for it. And with that, I think we'll draw this to an end. So thank you very much for listening. Um look into the hero's journey and read Joseph Campbell's books. Pretty cool stuff there. Um, If you're liking this podcast, you can pick up a Warrior's Way podcast t-shirt. You can find the link on our Facebook page. Um, You can also support us on Patreon. I throw some videos on there so you feel like you're getting more for your buck. But hey, man, this podcast is worth every cent already. (laughs) Um, If you like what you are hearing on this podcast, for those of you that have listened to more than just this single one, or maybe you listen to this one and you're like, wow, that was good. Um, <laughs> you can pick up a copy of one of my books on Amazon. I've written two on this sort of thing. I've written a few others, but uh, I've written two on martial arts and training. The first is uh, Warrior's Way: A Guide to Lifelong Learning in the Martial Arts, and the second one is called A Wolf in the Woods. And you can get that either of those as books or as eBooks for your Kobo or your Kindle. So there you go. Just search for it where you would. Uh, You can find me on Instagram. Look for the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. I only maintain the one page because, frankly, I think one is enough. I prefer to live life than to watch others living theirs on social media. Um, That said, you can find the Warriors Way Podcast Facebook page. Um, You can also find the Academy of Martial Arts on Facebook as well. Uh, I think both are worth checking out. I put videos and other cool stuff on there all the time. And that is all I have for you listeners. Um, If you are a new listener, drop me a line. Let me know what you're thinking about this podcast. Um, If you've listened to a few of them, or if you just are dazzled by my wit, and stunning (laughs) voice. Um, You can always do me a huge favor and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Give it five stars, write a few words saying, wow, this is a great thing. And that would make my day. And hey, wouldn't that be great to make my day? (laughs) Um, And the other thing you can do is let your friends, your training partners, uh, you know, strange people on the street, Let them know about the podcast and that you think it's worth listening to. That'd be another cool thing for you to do. So with that said, thank you so much. I will talk to you next time. Get on the mats. Train hard. Have fun. Be a good, if not a great friend. And make this world a little bit better. Think about what you can do to do that. And do it. If it's cutting down on using plastic, do it. Getting rid of, you know, driving around in your car instead of walking or riding your bike. Little things like that are going to add up. Let's make this world a better place. What do you say? I think that's a cool plan. Thanks a lot.